0: Welcome to New Type Flash, Episode 2, We're your three hosts, I am Lane, we've got Scotty P, and we've got Luke. And we have a title. Uh, yeah, a name. We've, got, we've got a real name now. We didn't have that in the first episode, so
1: we're... I wasn't, uh, sure. I wasn't sure if this was the official title or not.
0: I, well, <laughs> I guess, I I guess did, it is now. I just did the intro for it. <laughs>
1: it's too late, we can't go back.
2: <laughs> One last Google search to make sure we didn't copy someone. sure
0: Um, we did please don't sue us um yeah so uh we're gonna talk about origin episode two artesia sorrow um i think most of us have the same opinion and and i guess we'll hold the opinion till the end of the episode but i'm sure as you follow along with us and uh and hopefully you guys that are listening to the the show are kind of following along and kind of, uh, just shooting the shit with us. And, um, as we move forward, you know, hopefully you guys can interact with us a little bit and, um, tell us if we're stupid or,
2: uh, or not. Yeah. I think the, uh, just it's episode two. So I guess it won't hurt to just say that the overall idea is that, you can watch shows along with us. We're going in a somewhat chronological order. I'm sure we'll skip some things, but then after you watch them, you can tune in and hear what we think and things like that Yeah, as we go along.
0: So let's start. Let's go ahead and start with Origin Episode 2. So the first thing that it starts off with was I, something I felt like, it, like Episode 1 needed was like a five-minute uh, summarization of the zeon zeon zoom Daikun and the independence uh, of munzo effort like it was the the first scene the first uh scene of episode one was that awesome um red comet you know char like blowing things up scene right you know, the the cut
1: ahead to the battle of loam yeah yeah
0: and then the first episode the first scene of this one was um like, Hey, this is, this is actually what happened. And this is why like a lot of the things that happened in the last episode were important. <laughs> yeah.
1: More or less. Another, another important note, um, is, is it's basically just a recap of the, of the buildup of the last episode, but then it cuts ahead pretty substantially.
0: Yeah. Well, was- it's, it's a recap, but it put in a lot of detail that I felt like they didn't really cover. Like they alluded to a lot of the stuff with Daikun, but they never, right. um, yeah. And this pretty and then,
2: typical of Gundam, to be fair. They yeah. just show you everything happening and all of that context you either get through later narration or you have to glean it from something else or make an assumption or do crazy stuff like go to their website and read about the show and get into <laughs> all the marketing and stuff.
1: Or or from what I can tell from, from you, Scotty, read the read all the manga.
2: Exactly, yeah. It's like that works or something,
1: (laughs) right? Give us money. I do kind of like the idea, though, that you have to kind of look at all the different pieces of media in order to get the full picture rather than it being just, you know, the exact same verbatim thing. Uh, So, I mean, that is that is kind of a plus for me. If you want more, you can always go look at the, the, the other media and not feel like you're just looking at exactly the same thing the whole time.
0: Yeah, and, and I actually think it's kind of uh, interesting how Gundam handles it versus like a lot of other things. So like, it, you know, if you if you talk about something like Game of Thrones or um, the Walking Dead or something like that, where there there's like a source material and then it's like adapted, um, so they follow pretty closely. But then like a lot of things are more streamlined and put into multiple characters and Gundam actually seems to do a pretty good job of just saying like, yeah, if, if you don't read the manga, you're just going to miss it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, And I'm,
1: and I'm okay with that.
2: Yeah. Funny enough, I think that doesn't apply a lot to episode two itself. I think it, it's a pretty close beat for beat match on everything. And when we start talking about the next episode that, you know, they diverge a little bit again, but yeah, it was kind of very quick to go through the manga after the rewatch because like yep, this scene and then it was this one. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Check, check, check. I
1: think, I feel like episode two just kind of served to, so it cut ahead, what, several years, three years um, know, or like,
2: something like that.
1: Yeah. It cut ahead a couple years. It showed, Oh, Hey, the kids are on earth. Now they're a little bit older. They've adopted new names. Uh, and then, some stuff happens to move the plot along and, and it, it wasn't, I didn't really feel like a whole lot of the stuff that happened really was valuable. It was just kind of saying, this is how we got from point a episode one to point B episode three. Yeah. It, it didn't feel like a lot of it was important.
0: Well, I, It was a 40 something full moon. So, um, so that that's about four year four to five years. Cause I, I, I remember them talking about that at one point in the show. Um, did, did any of you guys, I, I caught this because we kind of, I think we discussed it last episode. Um, did you uh, catch how they referred to um, uh, Daikun's mistress?
1: I caught that they referred to her. Or, they, oh, they referred to her as his wife.
0: Sorry. They referred, so in, in episode two, they refer to Daikun's first wife. Um, and in in, in in episode three somewhere they refer to Daikun's wife who um, is is captive. So it, that's kind of like a weird divergence. I I meant to go back and listen to it in Japanese and see if they use the same verbiage or not. Um, but...
1: Well, they're using the term mistress, but I think I think depending on the society and the time frame that you're mm-hmm. looking at, I think the term mistress is is used a little bit differently. Um, so I think it, it, that could be just an interpretation thing uh, when it was translated.
2: Did, do you guys watch the subtitles? Because I don't remember that from the dub.
0: That was the dub. Oh, yeah. Huh. So I've, I've been I just forgot. I've been watching the dub for this. Normally I watch the subtitled version, and that's what I meant to go back and watch the first few minutes uh-huh. of. And it's about at the three-minute mark. Um, so bet- whenever b- before we record the next episode, I will go back and, and listen to that three-minute mark and see if I can hear how they refer to her. I just thought that was interesting because all of the source information out there on the internet says very clearly that she is not his wife, that she's just, he's, she's his um, baby maker.
1: Yeah. So my, my assumption is that's just a a translation issue more than anything else, but there are interpretations of the term mistress that could be construed that way. Um, But I, I, I agree. I think that's a, just a translation error.
0: All right. So, all right. They make it to Earth. They're hanging out in Spain. Um, Arce- Arce- she so Arce- they- is with some refugees. This is um, th- as we said, it skips ahead. they're they're not kids anymore or at least they're like teenagers.
1: It's foreshadowing to the role that she plays later on too, which is pretty interesting because she's providing some um, like refugee medical aid and that sort of thing. You kind of get some glimpses into her character and 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 who she'll become later on in the original original series. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It tells what she's kind of apt towards. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, but it kind of, it kind of that part was interesting because it kind of just skimmed through a lot of stuff. It kind of gave some um, exposition on her as a character, and then kind of just showed um, Jimba being crazy again. Well, <laughs> which, which is always my favorite. They did,
0: part. they did start sliding in some information in there about what's happening. Um, I guess back, uh, back in Munzo, which is now called zeon um which was interesting um and of course Artasia is now say moss and um uh Casval is now eduardo moss
1: i think it's Eduard.
0: yeah
2: yeah <laughs> edward there's no o edward yeah Edouard. I, I always thought that was a
0: funny I, I it it it's frustrating, especially as you get into the next episode. Casaval is Eduardo is
1: Char. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, in the, and we'll, we'll talk about that when we get later in, but how many people is he going to be in one episode? <laughs> and they, and the, the best part is Jimba keeps calling him by the old name and they, they keep having to correct them. It's great. I
2: wish someone just would call him quattro at some point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, I'm not sure if there's a whole lot that is, is really to say about this part. It just kind of serves to show that they've they've kind of moved on with their lives. Yeah. But you can kind of see there are bits and pieces of uh, uh, where Casval or Edouard at this point, um, you can see he's still not over what happened. And, and you can kind of get a sense of, of the fact that he's plotting.
2: Yeah, well, And you've got Raul there, Jimba Rawl kind of fanning the flames a bit. It's implied. he' yeah, definitely.
0: Well, I mean, it's it's not even telling the telling the story. Ex- explicitly say at one point that um, Jim Baral is uh, plotting to essentially go back to Munzo and overthrow the the zombies. Um,
2: working. Oh right.
1: Yeah, he's yeah. He, he's trying to team up with uh, this group. Um, I think it was Anaheim. Yep. This group from Anaheim that basically uh, uh, they agreed to help try and overthrow the zombies. Yeah. And
0: he, and like the, the thing was, is he, he wasn't, he, he was basically not telling anybody. And then he was like, well, we'll just use the kids. We've got uh-huh. the kids. They're on our side. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's, he, that was kind of messed
2: yeah. up. <laughs> so for the the greater context there, Anaheim is your real world equivalent would be something like Lockheed Martin, which is absolutely you know, what, uh, kind of talks about a little bit later with him where it's, it's just a big military company, basically, and they're not a government or anything. Right. They just want to make weapons.
1: They're the they're the ones that developed the original um, gun cannons. Mm-hmm. Fun fact.
2: And
0: I just want to point
1: out that Jim Baral is still a terrible character. <laughs> he is, but that kind of moving into that that very quickly gets around. Yeah.
0: So, well, I mean, <laughs> before that happens, he essentially gets kicked out of the house and um he tries to get the kids brought with him so th- because of th- all this. The thing
1: to the thing to note about that is um Anaheim was a big uh, business rival of uh the character Don Tiabolo, I Don- think his last name one who's who's posing as Char and uh I'm sorry not Char, as Edouard and Selah's father it now. Is,
0: um Don um, Teablo Moss, I think is his full name.
1: Oh, was hey, yeah.
2: it was the Don thing not a I thought because of his characters, I thought he was Teablo Moss and then Don was like he was the Don kind of thing. So I heard maybe not
0: refer to him at one point as Don Teablo. And then I've heard I heard them call him Teablo Moss. <laughs> so I'm not sure like I don't know if that's his full if if Don is like, you know, like the uh the mafia Don, you know. Uh, no, look it up.
1: I think I'm looking on the, the gun upside, I think that's his actual name. Don Tiablo Moss? That appears to be his okay. actual name, but it is not well documented. Uh, yeah, I think
2: that is, that seems to be what the internet thinks.
1: But, so yeah, they were big business rivals. Um, and then A, he didn't want to partner up with uh, Anaheim and then B, uh, i think he was really looking out for the children he makes a comment uh kind of a throwaway comment earlier in the episode about how he's really grown into a, his role as their fake father and how even though he didn't think it would suit him he's really grown to love the children and all of that so he's kind of looking out for them at this point point.
0: and how uh so, so actually before i go forward how, how do we want to refer do we want to refer to them for this episode as their original names or their new names
1: <laughs> uh char and selah yeah
0: Charizard. All right, there we go. All right. So at one point, um, Diablo Moss is like, yeah, Salo looks like me. She's, everybody mistakes her for my daughter. I'm like, uh, I don't know, dude. <laughs> yeah, the, little
1: blonde, the little blonde girl and you're like a Spanish guy. I don't know.
0: All right. So I, I guess as a result of, uh, Jim Barral um, blabbing his mouth to Lockheed Martin, um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> especially about people not suing
0: you're
1: um, <laughs> not sponsored guys if anyone's interested uh,
0: <laughs> a, a giant suit of armor uh, and some some guys with machine guns uh raid Diablo Moss's
1: uh yeah they were uh, brought killer. in by uh they were hired by casilla right
0: yeah and they they get to that they get to that a little bit later but I I just, I want to know, what's up with this this random suit of armor?
1: So it was one of the assassins. One of the assassins put on the suit of armor, I guess, to sneak around the house. I I was thinking that the whole time. Like, this is a terrible way to assassinate someone. All right.
2: So the anime does a terrible, awful job of foreshadowing it. But, so, the suit of armor is already in the mansion. And when...
1: I think I did see that once. yeah, yeah, it was... It was definitely in there. I mean, I assumed it was just like they were hiding in it or or something to that effect.
2: Yep. So the, uh, the panels of the manga give foreshadowing that uh, the armor is actually watching what is happening right before everyone goes to bed because remember that sailor is sick. Yeah. So there's a lot of doctors and things rushing to the room. And if it's in the anime, it's very, very quick. So it's hard to, even see i don't even know if it was in there but the way that they have the panel layout there is one point where the doctors and such are running up the hallway they're definitely more of the background and that suit of armor is sort of looking over in that direction yeah uh, i think
1: i think that was in there it was only like a frame or two but that did they did kind of pan over it
2: yeah imply that a frame or two doesn't tell you much because this place is sort of this converted castle or bastille or whatnot anyway Mm -hmm. right but when it's a, I don't know, a sixth of a page on a, you know, panel that's one of those one-third vert you know, horizontal in the middle kind of things, it kind of reads a bit better there. So maybe some more time or another like, I don't know, ominous shot or something. Um, but I also could be reading it wrong. But uh, I just did assume that someone at some point covertly snuck in and was kind of watching what was going about and waiting for the right opportunity.
0: I just, I just thought it was very random that the the suit of armor was going around. So it killed Jimbaral, um, bye bye. And then it, um, it, w- what did it do? It kicked Tablo mouth out of a window.
1: Basically knocked. It tried to slash Don Tabolo, and then uh, in that instance, I don't know if he pushed him or if or if Don kind of tried to back away and then yeah. fell, but it resulted in him falling out of the window down
0: out of the and castle char got in a nice little sword fight with him in one
1: yeah char he basically goes. stabbed him in the face and then kicked him off of yep. a balcony
2: then you got that nice gurgling noise
1: which was great <laughs> he definitely had that flash of socio uh of sociopath go across his face when that happened yeah
0: that that was like it was it was an interesting scene but it was this like the entire time i was watching i was kind of like what is going on. <laughs> like I knew what was going on. Like I knew that this was a hire. like somebody had hired them to, to, to off these guys. Like that much is obvious, like the entire scene, but it, it was just the, the suit of armor threw me off. Like
1: <laughs> that was Yeah. I thought that was a bit much, a, a competent assassin would have just gotten out of the suit of armor.
0: Um, but so they fight off the attack. Cops come, I guess, save everybody. Um, we get to meet Mirai, Which is pretty cool. Um, Um,
1: First cameo of the cameo-laden episode. Um, Um, So Mirai pops up and her dad, and they kind of uh, shoo him to the Texas colony. mm
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, her, Yeah, what Yashima shows up and he's talking to Tableau as he's <laughs> it's on my uh, converted like, yeah, failed theme
1: park. It's great. You think I you might want to move uh, side an five?
2: Space colony. He's like, uh-huh. theme Do I? He's I like yeah, you know. <laughs> you think you want to move to side <laughs> five? Nice.
1: Texas named yeah. even. That's the best part.
2: It's like mm-hmm. old
1: west theme. There you That's go. True. It's basically the same thing. Um, so they so kind of at this point. Uh, cuts ahead. Well, I think
2: you actually could um, just fly people to Wyoming to and drop at them off the, and no one would
1: uh, Texas Space College. So Space Texas is mm-hmm. where they're where they're at now. Oh you're right. So they, as they're as they're moving through the spaceport we see our first glimpse of a little boy with his little toy uh horror robot. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We are
2: yeah. missing a cameo here though. That's so cameo oh, yeah, number got, two. You guys skipped just, like
0: right? a whole large two scenes here though. You guys skipped where they they jump back to um uh moon uh is Moonzo, and um of course they admit that they killed him and then ron barral signs up to pilot uh dozel or dozel's new mobile suits
1: i thought that was i honestly thought that was later no
0: they so basically right after mariah and Give the hint, hint, nudge. Oh, look, look at you being a good zombies. host keeping us on track. I and forgot that like, was here. Oh, I'm just, you
2: know, I'm just following the main you plot. up, you didn't kill
0: everybody you needed to. <laughs> and then, um, Ron Baral gets into a bar fight with some Federation soldiers. And Dozel shows up and says, hey, I've got a job for you. And then we get, like, the the one kind of action scene
1: with Mecha from the, um, it was actually a cool scene, though, because uh, it kind of shows... It, it, it's actually another great cameo, too, because we start we see the guys that eventually become uh, the Black Tri-Stars. Uh,
0: I, I didn't even catch that.
1: Oh, yeah. Those three dudes wound up being the Black Tri-Stars. And that was kind well, of a... It was
0: cool, too, seeing just, like, the the earlier iteration. So, we mm-hmm. I mean, we had seen, like, the mobile yep. gun tank before, or the gun tank before, um, but now we're seeing kind of, like, the... Pre
1: mobile suit, the, precursor uh, the to mobile the workers
0: that are kind of like linked up and getting upgraded for like combat. Uh,
1: yeah, and it was the precursor to the uh, to the Zaku um, prior to you actually. Uh, not to go too far into it, but it's actually prior to the to the use of the Minovsky particles. It, it sounded right. like, um, which is a huge shift in the way that they were all designed. But it's basically it kind of looks like one of those like exoskeleton things from Aliens. Yeah. Um, the, basically, the pilot's sitting outside of the outside of the front of it uh, in the cockpit. Um, you know, there's exposed parts everywhere, and it was kind of it's kind of compared to what we see later on. It's a pretty poor design, but it's kind of the precursor to uh, what ends up. Well, yeah, I mean, so the original
0: it. versions weren't really designed for combat, like like the gun tanks or even the mobile suits. Where these are just like the guys sitting in front and center, and it's like moving an asteroid or space junk or something along the
2: lines. It's it's because they're developing them covertly. So they're, they're using this. What was the name of that colony? The shadow colony. I might've gotten that wrong. Dark colony, something like that. It's something that is no one is living in yet. And they're kind of trying to develop it and make it look like they are, you know, making some kind of actual, I mean, it's called a mobile worker, that first model. So they're trying to make it look like it's for building stuff and agricultural purposes and things like that. Yep. Going to go mine stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. I think, what what, what do they say? Lunar extraction, whatever that
2: mm. specifically <laughs> means. So now
1: yeah. we get
0: to the Amaro, Ray, and Haro cameo.
1: <laughs> As- which is a nice little uh, little way to shove someone else in there, which is fun.
0: Yeah, and I think... I think it kind of gives you a cool perspective of, like, where we kind of are in the timeline. Like, this, this isn't so far back that, like, Amaro is like a baby, you know? Like, this is...
1: Well, no, this is only, like, a year it's, before yeah, it's, it's yeah. the start of UC. So, here's one thing to note. He was carrying Haro. I thought he built it later on. Maybe I read that wrong in the original series, but I thought he had built that after he was already uh
0: It's possible. I don't remember, but I mean they or... they did a lot of retrofits for some of the characters um, from from mm-hmm. the series.
2: Yeah. Well, e- extra weird is the manga shows him have the Haro still in the box.
1: Yeah, okay, I'm looking right now. But it looks it looks like uh the origin. so in UC the original series it was stated that he built that Amuro built Haro. Yeah.
2: yeah. And and the which makes sense with his character, well, yeah. And in between Zeta and the original series, it stated that, you know, I mean, yeah, he's kind of in this exile state and whatnot. I mean, we'll get there in uh, several months, but anyway, one of the ways he makes money is by, you know, the, he had the, like the patent on Haro, and then they become mass produced, and that's how Amuro makes becomes a bojillionaire. Interesting. I
1: didn't I didn't realize that. Yeah. on the official so, on the official site the statement is that it was retconned in origin saying that it was a commercial toy and that um Amaro heavily modified it and gave it a bunch of new functionality hmm. to include like its ability to read, read brain waves and stuff like that
2: that's a no prize <laughs> 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 we messed up how do we fix it again
0: we're going to ret retcon um so we get we get another so they leave they start heading off towards um loom uh and then we get another uh cameo not a cameo we get to see astraria again astraya again um she's locked up in the tower and she's not doing well
1: about dead (laughs) yeah she's not doing well and that's re- really all there is to say about that. It, it basically, it's, I, I think they also use this time to show um, Sayla counting the uh, the moons and showing that like this yeah. is about the time she's supposed to get there. And so they're.
0: No, no, it was halfway. Oh, was it through. only halfway, it halfway through? through? I thought
1: it was. I thought it was much closer than that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she said, I think in the her original letter or, or whatever, she said after a hundred cycles of the moon, I'll be there. And she was like, oh. Mom, we're almost halfway uh, there. You know, it seems like it's been
1: forever, but now we can start cool. counting down. That's cool. That's not super long. Uh, then. Oh, man, 100 full moons. That's crazy. But long story short, things don't go well. She dies. Yeah. He's. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: R.I.P. Um, but before that happens... Uh, we get to Texas Colony. Now,
1: this isn't a great point to bring up. The string of extremely unlikely coincidences that keep making Char's plans successful. <laughs> he planned He planned to get moved to the Texas Colony and live with a guy who was the exact same height, age, physical appearance, hair color, everything is him. Except for his eyes. <laughs> Except for his eyes, of course, because it can't be too convenient. Literally, literally, it's, it's, they're so similar looking that people who have known the, or, the original Texas Char Aznable for years see new Char, our Char that we all know and love, and don't realize it's a different person.
0: For, for this episode, well, for next episode, we're going to refer to Char, original Char Aznable as Char V1, and then once, once Char <laughs> becomes Char, he's going to be Char V2. Mm. <laughs> it's
1: not confusing at all.
0: And and hopefully after the next episode, we can just like, just, he'll be Char until he's watching. Pretend he never existed.
1: <laughs> so uh, we conveniently find Char V1, who's the perfect replica, becomes best friends with them um, and happens to want to go to the military academy.
0: Yeah. Uh, and and he's already he, in, in a school. Um, I can't remember the name of the school, but he was, he was basically not on the... A uh, school that is in the colony he's like in some off world
1: it's like area. a private school it looks like yeah
0: which is convenient um because in a few scenes we'll, we'll talk about that but uh well actually no this is the perfect p- yeah. p- place so th- and this this is actually so we I think this is kind of like a big moment for Shars when uh, they get noticed that Astra Astri- Astri- has died. Um, because it is, yeah, because before he was kind of chill. I mean, not chill, but he wasn't as broken. Um,
1: no, he was kind of resigned, resigned
0: to in, in,
2: what when had he happened. He hands
0: um, Selah the letter. Um, he, he has a look on his face that he, he doesn't have at any point mm. before the series and it's just like rage and anger and just like you know this this is like i feel like this is the moment that really sets char on his sorry Edouard sorry Casval on his path (laughs) he's
2: already on it this is more of the like a tipping point
0: yeah i i think he was on on it but i think this was kind of like he he was going to be moving towards it but he might have followed his father's path right Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. whereas when, when she passed away it was more of they they killed my family and now I am going to do whatever it takes to get what I need and
1: it's kind of the yeah. last straw for
2: him mm-hmm. yeah because she doesn't die in any kind of good way it, she's just locked up in a tower for years and then dies of something
0: probably of heartbreak freaking neglect of illness <laughs>
2: Yeah. You know, well, I, I wonder. I just kind of have to wonder. I don't. This is me just talking. I don't actually think there's really any context clues for this, but it, I feel like there is room to say because they say that Daikun was. You know, he was killed by poison, but it, at one point, Jim Barral is kind of rambling about it how he says he thinks it was, I think this is going way back to the start of the episode, something that they would deliver over time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That you know, kind of has a stress on the system. And. Uh, when we see Hamon visiting a strier, they they try to kick Hamon out at some point. They're like, "Oh, she needs her medicine." So you just have to wonder maybe she's also just slowly being poisoned and succumbs to it. They they don't give that hint, but I think there's room to interpret it that way.
1: Sure, sure. There's no other con. There's no other context or anything like that. So it's it makes the most sense.
0: Yeah, and so. Um, with this big event, which it's kind of glossed over, but it, I mean, it's a big event, but it's also very brief in the show. Uh, all of a sudden, kind of, um, Kosovo, his his whole attitude shifts, and you see Diablo um, Moss getting p- pulled to um, a saloon to talk to the headmaster of the school that, um, that Kosovo is going to. And um, they're basically saying, we're kicking this guy out. Um, mm-hmm. He hasn't done anything bad, but all of the kids that are bad are, like, falling in line behind him. And he scares us. And he says, one day he will be call- the cause of some sort of catastrophe. Um, <laughs> just just because. And, and like, and it's like, yeah, have you seen his eyes? And like, he's just like, creepy.
1: Yeah, that's, that's one thing I kind of kept thinking is... is- he was so scary looking, he could basically scare punch people throughout the series. And I haven't quite gotten how that worked.
0: It's, it's his pubescent rage.
1: I, I guess so. He just like rage, he just like chill rage looks at people and they just like, it's essentially getting punched in the face, which is crazy to me.
2: Yeah, we could always jump way ahead and say it is some sort of latent new type ability that he doesn't know how to control and it only affects other certain people that may also be new types or something like it's a. And, uh,
0: and i think that's actually probably the best argument is that it is uh a new type ability that that he's kind of like psychically stunning people when he like gets emotionally out of control i, I think really that's the best way to kind of see what's going on here
2: yeah, we're going to get really double Zeta if we go too far into this, because I'm not even sure this kind of gets explained in it, any detail until then.
0: Yeah, well, I like mean, how it, that all works. It had a lot of it with like the psychic stuff and, uh, in the original series and even Zeta. But it, yeah, I think I think, you know, they've mentioned new types in origin, but they haven't really kind of um, gone in depth into what they are, because I don't think they actually know what they are.
2: No, no, it's it's still one of those theory things. I I was just thinking about you know Hamon Karn and she has that aura that yeah is just terrifying to certain people. Mm, yeah, that's a good point.
0: Caswell gets kicked out of high school.
2: He didn't screw up the school yet, but they thought he was going to.
0: Yeah, it, it, Mas is like you can't kick him out. He's not a bad kid, and, and he, like,
2: he
1: immediately made their point. Thirty seconds later, within within thirty <laughs> seconds, makes their point.
0: <laughs> I mean, he, he was going... Uh, and and they never actually explained if that guy was following them or not, so he jumps this guy, essentially, pours beer on his face, um, and he thinks he's trailing him. And, I mean, they make it seem like he might have actually been trailing him, but they never really say if that was the case or not.
1: No, they never really confirm it. They just show Char V2 go just total nut job and basically beat the crap out of this guy
0: and he was about to take a uh two by four with some nails in it to this guy's face and until uh selah stops him
1: yeah she basically freaks out and says i hate when you get like this which implies that it's not the first time um but stops him and uh, yeah that's really all we see of that but it basically i think that served just to show kind of the As you said, prepubescent rage that everyone's afraid of.
0: Well, yeah, and and again, that this is like pretty much the first scene after um, his mother died, and and this is really kind of what makes me think like this is the that her death is like the defining thing of him because up until this point, like yeah, he he was smart and he was obviously heading in a certain direction, but at this point, it becomes very. the term very specific like he is uh, he's deviated
2: yep well so yeah he gets kicked out of school and they're like where will he go he could go to the other school with char v1 but char v1's just applied to military academy and gotten in
0: the xeon military academy that's right
1: convenient look at him super convenient Extreme. and, and, and then yeah. the
0: little um char v1 rant at Thanksgiving dinner was pretty interesting though. Yeah, the little political
1: watch. rant. Yeah. He's a he's a Zeon, uh, I'm sorry, not a, a zombie fanboy now. Yeah. Which is always good, but uh, Char V2 reluctantly agrees to go to the, uh, the the Academy.
0: And then Lucifer dies to go join Astrea. Yeah,
1: yeah that, was, that made me sad. <laughs> that actually really made me sad. <laughs> <laughs> what a name yeah. for a cat! <laughs> and then to make Sailor's day even better, that's when Sharvy Two decides to, decides to tell her he's leaving too.
2: Well, she's handling the whole Lucifer thing pretty maturely for a ten year old. I think she's still ten at this point. Yeah, tenish. Yeah, but then, but then, yeah, Char says he's leaving, and it's then it's like now it's a crisis. Now it's all piled on.
0: Yeah. And that that's the whole last scene of the show is basically him coming in and I'm leaving. I'm going to school and I'll see you later, maybe. And then him just walking away as she kind of screams after him. So basically her entire world and family is gone at this point.
1: It's a rough day. I think anyone would be hurt.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. that's the episode i didn't give this episode a grade so last episode i gave a grade this one i didn't give a grade i just i just gave it a, a rating of bad it's
1: it's it wasn't it wasn't my favorite episode it was kind of fun to see like the cameos of the other characters and i and i get the point they were trying to get across but like the last episode i think they they spent a lot of time on stuff that i didn't think was really all that necessary. the first 30 minutes of the Uh, of the episode was like exposition and the assassination of like Jemba. And that could have been done in like five minutes.
2: Yeah. That whole attack scene felt a bit drawn out, Uh, but maybe that was just to give, give kind of an action beat at that point since it had been, I mean, there's very little, very, very little action in this entire episode. And I, I think it's one of the shorter ones, but that can still make it
1: 58 minutes. I think. Including the recap,
2: yeah, and you've got several minutes of recap. So
1: it was. If you include uh, the recap and the credits, I think this episode only was maybe fifty minutes long at most.
2: Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't very long. Uh, but if you sit down and are trying really hard to pay attention, it's a little tougher because it there's just a lot of uh, talking, and it's it kind of serves a purpose and in the overall scheme of things, like I watched two and three right in a row and it's fine. But I remember when this came out and I watched it, I was like, okay. And,
1: <laughs> I waited for what? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't start watching these until the first four were out. I think.
0: Yeah. I, I watched them when all, but the last one was out and then I've, I've, you know, been going through this and rewatching them one at a time mm-hmm. Um, and, and watching episode two by itself was painful. It, it's, 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 there's a lot of things that happen in this episode, but at the same time, I feel like nothing happens.
1: No, I mean, it was, like I said, it was just set up for, I feel like it did some set up for the next episode, but it could have, could have easily been just. An end cap or a, a front end of a of an episode. It did not have to be a whole hour.
0: Yeah, I mean, in the whole the whole Jimber all thing just seemed random and put together to have like a scene where they could say they, there was like combat. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I think the other thing to consider too is that, and I know Lane especially, you're kind of coming from a, from a perspective of you, you know you haven't been. A fan for 30 years of it. I mean, I haven't either. I'm just thinking of the target audience for this when it came out. You know, you haven't been a fan of it for 20 years, wanting all of those little details. Yeah. And so I think for some, you know, for like a longtime Universal Century Gundam fan, there's so much here, right? There's the cameos, there's more detail on characters that you'd only seen in name only, uh, or excuse me, only heard of in name only and not ever seen. Can I go into the Jim Burrell thing there? And I think for that audience, there's a whole bunch here and there's all this stuff that's getting explained because this is your origin story as it's, I mean, that's in the name. Uh, But I think for a general audience, not as acquainted with the series, or if you haven't, if you don't have a deep appreciation of it and a longing for those little tiny details, this one is a bit tougher to get through. And then it's really sad at the end. Yeah.
0: And I I feel like... uh with origin almost. And and I'm sure we'll do like a recap episode, like quick one after we've watched all these episodes, but I feel like origin overall is like something you watch after you've watched maybe um, the original series and maybe even
2: Zeta. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's tough to appreciate without some knowledge of what you're getting into. And again, I, I just look at how the, the anime they started it with this origin story and they have not really gone too much past you know that and the start of the war and then right now you know as we're going to have to do with the show would you just pick right up with first Gundam or you know the original show however you want to call it right after episode 6 of this whereas you know, in the manga format it's it's all part it's just part of this retelling of the entire original story. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I couldn't imagine trying to watch. Reading it would probably be different, but I cannot imagine trying to watch this without having seen the original UC stuff.
0: Yeah. So that's it. I think. I think. Uh, I think we're all kind of in concurrence. Episode two, interesting but not good. anybody anybody disagree with that statement? It's pretty.
2: I,
1: it's pretty. I would. I would say out of the two episodes we reviewed, it's the worst one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just to give it some credit, since I think it is kind of slow. Uh, it, it's definitely the slowest. And as part of a whole, I think it's fine. Standalone, I would agree it's bad. Uh,
1: but if you're, if you're binging it, I think it's a lot, it's a lot easier to get through. Like you mentioned.
2: Scott. Yeah. 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 But the, the production, I have to say, I think the animation and the, uh, the scoring and, uh, you know how it looks. is still very, very nice. It's wonderfully animated.
1: I thought. Oh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to watch. Just a little slow. Yep. I think if they do the recut, like we were talking about earlier, I think that would solve a lot of the problems. It'll be a lot easier to get through twenty minutes of that, or or maybe even thirty minutes of that, than you know, fifty-eight minutes of oh, it. Man,
2: can you imagine people watching that weekly? They're going. People are going to drop that show.
1: <laughs> I think that would be something where they need to release it all at once. Yeah, no, it's going to be. I think. I think
0: it's. It starts in April 2019, and it's going to be 12 episodes.
2: They're just going to do that weekly. That is a mistake.
1: <laughs> that is a mistake.
0: Yeah, We'll see. I mean... <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's that's it. You guys think of anything else for this Not one? Not for this
2: one, no. All no. right.
0: Well, thanks for listening. Uh, that's the end of this episode. Um, you can reach me, Lane, at Monkey on Twitter. Scotty P.
2: Scotty two underscores and the letter P on Twitter.
1: Can we reach you, Luke? Uh, You can try. Uh, (laughs) Easy stuff on Twitter. 3Z57UFF. Sorry in advance. (laughs) All right.
0: Thanks, everybody. See you next time.